0: Summer is finally mercifully here, Manitoba. If you want to promote your band or your team or your business with some fresh gear this season, check out our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Supporting local business is more important than ever in these tough times. So get a made-in-Manitoba solution to your screen printing, embroidery, heat press vinyl, and graphic design needs over at divineshirtcompany.ca or on Instagram at divineshirts. And tell them which police radio sent you. Hot Goth Summerfest returns to the Blue Note Park for a second year, darker and louder than ever. Grab your tickets for Friday, August 11th at Blue Note Park for a stellar lineup with the Haley's, Poodle Paddle, Beth, and Aquina. Also featuring a midnight set of industrial minimalist techno by Viva Non. Hot Goth Summer is supported by Little Brown Jug. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up of your ass and get up on the podcast! Witch Police Radio! Witch Police Radio! Witch Police Radio! Witch Police Radio! Get up of your ass and get up on the podcast! Witch Police Radio! Alright, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with, uh, two members of a band that is, uh... New to the podcast, but definitely not new to the local music scene. You guys have been doing this for uh, quite a while now, and I'm sure we'll get into that. But the reason that I have you on the show today is because, uh, you know, at the time we're recording this, just a few weeks ago, you released a new album. So um, I figured it was a great time to, 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 to reach out and, and have you on the show. I've been listening to your stuff for a while. And I think that the best way to start this off is if the two of you want to introduce yourselves and give a bit of background about the band and what it is you do musically.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm Brett. uh I'm the guitar player of the band. I've started it with Jordan and kind of written everything up to now.
2: Yeah, and I'm uh, Jordan, <laughs> and uh, I, you know, we started it in 2009 or 10 or so, and I've been vocal and lyric writing ever since, and then booking the shows and handling all the. Yeah, business side of things. Okay, okay. For the most part.
0: <laughs> Which is uh, unfortunately, like in the world we're in now, that's that's part of it, right? That's a huge part of it. Is is doing that kind of um, you have to be a marketer and you have to be uh, your own advertising agency, basically, and all that's, this other shit. Just to, just to right, yeah. get it out there. Um, so. That that's a long time to be a band. I mean, a lot of local bands I talked to on the show have been around for considerably less than that, or they've been around for a couple of years and broke up and started something new. What is sort of the longevity? What what is the reason for the longevity of Will to this point? Like, why 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 do you think this has worked as a band and you're, you're able to keep going?
2: Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I think uh, what kind of helps the longevity is, to be honest, the surprising amount of. Uh, you know replay value and the the touring and the opportunities that we kind of get presented um it kind of keeps everything flowing uh, and the fans and everything else right like we couldn't do this without the fans a little bit of backstory we started this as a studio project and then the album got popular and we decided to take it on the road and it got even more popular. So um, it was solely like fan uh, fuel for the most part.
0: That's cool because it's kind of the reverse of what most bands are doing too, right? Where they're where they're touring constantly and then they release the record. And that, that, that's interesting. Well, I think that that I mean every every city has its own very very loyal metal scene, right? I mean I know that the metal scene as an umbrella genre has so many subgenres and, and different different uh, aspects to it. But just in general, it seems like a lot of cities have a very like loyal and rabid. Metal fans who are who, they find what they want and they they really really stick with it.
2: That's right, yeah. Um, I find Winnipeg is, is a little bit tricky with Doom or the stuff that we play. Um, not to say that our fans aren't here, it's just tricky. Uh, I feel like uh, there's a lot of thrash and death metal bands like that come out almost every second week, right? Of course, yes, so
0: yeah
2: kind of saturated a little bit and we're kind of uh, sticking out a little bit as something different, right? So.
0: How has that sort of impacted you guys um, over the course of, of your existence as a band here? I mean, is, is it is it difficult to sort of figure out where you fit in as far as, you know, being on bills at shows and things like that because you're playing in a different style even though it's, it's a related style?
2: Um. Sometimes it can be a little bit difficult because we want to have kind of, because, you know, we play black metal and doom and uh, you know, occult rock or or other things or stoner doom can kind of go adjacent to it. Yeah. Um, but with that overabundance of kind of thrash bands and stuff like that, we we mix very well with those those uh, those shows. But uh, ideally, we want like a whole like doom night or a whole a mix of black and doom. Right. Uh, it's a bit tricky here in Winnipeg. Um, there was some, but unfortunately, maybe pandemic
0: took control on them or they just it from an you know yeah yeah brett were you gonna say something i was just gonna say that
1: i mean we kind of we don't fit into a specific kind of genre but we kind of can dip our toes in a little bit of everything like we have a little bit of everything that someone would like i think i like to think um But yeah, I mean, we can play with thrash bands, we can play with doom bands, we can play with black metal bands. It all just kind of works out.
0: Yeah, well, and that, that, that's uh, I think that's one of the good things about Winnipeg too is that there there are so many bands regardless of what genre you're talking about that you know you could find a show somewhere. There's going to be someone who wants to play with you. But I, I think that what I kind of like about Doomier stuff in general is that, and especially like your new record has a lot of this. I feel like um, is that kind of atmospheric vibe where 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 you know yes, there's the extremely heavy parts, but there's also these kind of like almost pretty um, you know instrumental bits that are that are really kind of put forward a a vibe. And I think that that part of it would fit in with a a lot of different kinds of bands even outside of the metal genre and then of course you have the parts that are just like punishingly heavy and then that is going to appeal to a certain type of person as well but that's kind of what i've always been interested in as far as as far as that style is is having that kind of really slow really kind of um creating an atmosphere before the kind of really crunchy and, and sludgy bits
1: yeah like i mean we have a lot of different influences too outside of metal like we like post-rock i like country you know there's anything really yeah just it just and that that just kind of adds to our i guess our sound really all those different influences and we can take it places we want to it doesn't always have to be heavy right
2: yeah we frequently well we try our best anyway to play Slud island festival which is such an eclectic festival i'm yeah. not sure if you've heard or seen but they have like rappers, r b they have drum and bass, they have like black metal, they have Doom, they have everything, right? And we always try and uh, jump on that fest because it's just so, um, we just, it, it just fits and it's really nice to get like a, uh, an eclectic crowd.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a fest we fit into well as well. If that makes sense,
0: Like yeah, do it does. fit, it does, fit yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, does I mean over the time you've been a band now, I mean it's it's like you said, it's two thousand nine, two thousand ten, kind of starting period to now. Obviously, like you said, also you listen to so many different styles of music individually, and you're you're getting exposed to all these different styles uh, at festivals like that. Have you seen like a significant uh, shift in your sound to sort of uh, start incorporating some of these these different styles, whether it's uh, subtle or not, you know, in what you do uh, over the years?
1: Yeah, yeah. The sound's always progressing. Like if you look at our first EP, it's more just a straight up atmospheric black metal record, and you know, then you know we like to incorporate doom and and you know moving to ruin. There's some post rock influence there. The latest, there's there's the clean parts and parts of songs that just they're heavily influenced by country. Like okay, okay. <laughs>
0: I I don't think that's maybe necessarily obvious to the listener like what 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 elements of country music are are coming through in those Uh songs?
1: just just kind of like big open chords uh more of like the slower gothic kind of style country stuff um I mean even some spaghetti western stuff really
0: Okay cool yeah well that makes sense too that kind of a uh, very very soundtracky sort of um cinematic almost uh feel to it right
1: Yeah and, and I'm doing it we're like we're doing it kind of in our own way too like it's not gonna be obvious it's gotta fit the music too but it's there if you really look
0: (laughs) yeah yeah With this with this new release, I mean this is uh I mean they're they're long songs. It's only a few songs but they're they're lengthy songs which is kind of again one of yeah. the hallmarks of the genre there. Um how long have these been in the works? I mean I know the the past few years have been messed up for pretty much everyone because the pandemic sort of put a wrench in everyone's plans for recording and touring, even rehearsing in a lot of cases. Are these songs that you had as a band before all of that kind of shut down or are they stuff you've been working on since?
1: No, it's uh really just kind of the year prior to us recording is when I worked on them. Okay. Uh, I basically moved, I moved out of the city and a lot of inspiration came from where I moved. And uh, yeah, it's just, that's how it all kind of just clicked and came out within that year. And then we recorded last summer and then yeah, came out uh, just a little bit ago there.
0: Cool. Yeah, I guess it was just a few weeks ago now.
1: Yeah. What? Yeah, June 23rd, I believe.
0: Right, right. What has the response been so far? I mean, I know, again, it's very, very new and um, you're probably just getting it out to people's ears uh, now, but have you had uh, some feedback on this one?
2: It's yeah. actually really cool. Uh, sorry, Brett. Uh, it's really cool because the label decided to do a surprise release, which we've never been a part of. Usually there's like a six month promo. Yeah, You release two songs halfway or, you know, in between, right? Uh, Vendetta Records actually decided to do a surprise release, just drop it, on June 23rd. Um, And considering it was a surprise release, the reception has been incredible. Uh, I'm quite impressed with the fact uh, that it has been, it has its own wheels for the most part, right? Um, It's really impressive and surprising, uh, considering the surprise release, right?
1: Yeah, most most of the reviews have been quite positive about it. I mean, I guess the negatives are too short, but <laughs> what can you do? But everyone seemed to liked it. Uh, I think it's a progression in our sound, really. So, uh, yeah, nothing too bad.
0: <laughs> well, should know, hope not, right? Yeah, you want you want to get the good stuff. Um, well, yeah. I, I guess in what way has it progressed? Do you think? I mean, what, what compared from the from the previous record? What, what's what's different with the Stonically with this one.
1: Uh, well, like, I'd say we just uh kind of slowed things down and used a lot more uh melodies as opposed to you know just like the tremolo picked leads. Um, I I don't know. It's just a it's a more mature, complex sound. I would I guess you could say, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah it does. It does.
1: And vocally, I really
2: used a lot of patience to let the music kind of shine through. In the past, I've always had, not necessarily struggle, but I always wanted to fill with a lot of vocals. If you were still moving on, it's like The Elder, it's just like a page of vocals. I'm like, and I'm looking at it now and I'm like, what was I thinking? Uh, but uh, with Hugan it's like, uh, it, it was very, methodical and purposeful with the vocals and i wanted the the whole band to shine because this is also kind of unique to where we have a new lineup that we recorded with as well and um i think it it, correct me if i'm wrong i think all five for the first time recorded like including all of us right Uh, whereas before it was four of us or three
1: okay okay yeah Two, I'd add, um, I I guess, yeah, we we let the music kind of breathe a little more when it came down to vocals. And everything just, we made sure everything complemented each other in the mix and everything like that.
0: What is the what is the the writing process for for, the, for these songs? I mean, you know, when do the vocals? I guess come into the process. At what point is that?
1: Uh, part uh, of that? Usually, usually I'll come to the band with a, basically a completed song, like a demo of a completed song, and all the parts. And uh, so we'll just have an instrumental track, and Jordan just works on vocals and has lyrics. And then when it comes time to recording, we'll kind of fine tune them, sift through them, and And then, uh, yeah, we'll record what we have
0: one thing that I've, I kind of like about your previous records and I, I don't have a physical copy of this one I got to talk to you afterwards about getting one but um, is, is the artwork on, on these records I mean it's very uh, you know we're in an era now where unfortunately a lot of people just consume music as, as almost like a throwaway thing where they, they something like album art is not necessarily a, an important factor for a lot of people because it's all streaming and they often don't even see it right but you guys clearly yeah. put a lot of time into the packaging and into the, the appearance of these records what is the uh, what, what are you sort of tr- looking for when it comes Comes to uh, designing uh, or getting having designed the the, the covers and the, the imagery that you put on the records.
2: I think it goes a bit more deeper than just the album part itself. The whole package should should sell itself for the most part, right? Um, you want to have some, a strong representation of the band and a, an all together package that just looks cohesive and everything looks really nice, right? For instance, this one is like red vinyl with black like marbling in there, um, which matches the the paint strokes yeah. on the actual oil painting, right? And the previous one was it was all like it was a dreary album and it's a concept album and uh inspired by the road, right? And the road is a very dreary record. You there's uh, sorry, the road is a very true movie. Yeah, and, uh, and
0: book. Yeah, the both of them are pretty dark. And the dark, book, yes, yeah. and the
2: book, yeah. Uh, and there's it, there's maybe like a color palette of three colors, right? And we wanted to capture that. And if you see it in the back, it's kind of dark, but it's all we, we wanted to put it on three color merge vinyl, right? Okay. Have uh, this like cohesive package. I I think it's very important to. Put that all together and make sure it looks presentable and and looks attractive, right?
0: Do you feel that being in the genre you're in, you have kind of more... Um, it makes more sense to do that because, because your fans are people who are more likely to actually buy physical copies of something rather than, you know, uh, pop music or something that's more considered to be disposable?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, uh, you know... <laughs> There's a lot of like black metal fans and doom metal fans that, that really are attracted to artwork and and uh, looking at all the packages all together. Um, and I think it, it is appealing. Um, not to say that less, you know, not to say that uh, we wouldn't do any less, right? We we should do. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said about less is more as well, right? Sure. Um, simple packaging and stuff like that and uh i think uh the first album kind of speaks to that a little bit too right so um yeah i, I think it, it it's very attractive to the people in the scene right because if you look at all the m- best black metal albums or the doom metal albums they have really strong artwork to back it for the most part
0: Right. Yeah, and it's instantly recognizable what kind of music it is too, right? It's very strikingly like yeah. oh, this is a black metal record or this is a doom metal record for sure. It has, has that, that 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 kind of immediate uh you have an idea of what it's going to sound like. It might not be a, a perfect idea of what it's going to sound like, but you have a general ballpark of, of kind of what you're going to hear. right,
1: yeah. Yeah. I would add too like mo- yeah, most of the fans of our genres like to collect vinyl. So if you have a good, you know, package as Jordan said, they're more likely to to keep it and hold on to it and appreciate it.
0: Yeah. And sort of treat it for, for the the actual over larger piece of music that it is rather than just, uh, something to have in the background.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So at this point, what's the best way for people to find find your music? I mean, I know you have a, a number of releases out now. You have this new one that just came out. Uh, if someone's hearing you for the first time on the show or hasn't listened to you in a while and wants to catch up, what's the best way to find your music?
2: We are available on Bandcamp. That's where we, where you can purchase the physical uh, album, uh, CDs, uh, and merch, of course. We are on all streaming platforms that you can really name of, Uh like Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, every single one. Uh, you can Shazam our music too. So if it's playing at a bar, you can Shazam it and then yeah. it will show up. Um, and I can provide the links for all those
0: as well. Cool. And I'll put links in the show notes too so people can find it uh, to the bandcamp and everything from there. Um, also, I mean, this is a podcast that people could hear the day it comes out or they could hear it a year later or two years later or whatever. Um, what's the best way to keep track of what you're up to as far as shows and, and things that are happening? Maybe you have new releases by the time someone hears this? I would uh, say
1: he- probably Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram. That's about it, really.
0: Awesome. Okay. Cool. And then, do you have anything coming up in the near future? I mean, right now it's it's uh, kind of mid-July when we're recording this. Is there anything uh, show-wise that's planned for the next few months? Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, August twelfth at the Blue Note Park, playing with Endless Chaos, uh, Book of Ghosts, uh, Murder Capital. Cool.
0: I've had all I of those on the show before too, actually.
1: I don't know if that's the order, but yeah.
0: Right on, right on. That's a cool place to have a metal show too. I mean, it's, it seems like so associated with, because of times change, with, with country and bluegrass and folk and blues and all that stuff. Um, I haven't been to a metal show there, but it seems like a very cool venue for it to happen.
2: Yeah, especially yeah. for like uh, what we do, right? We When I when we got asked to do the show, I was like, we do it like when the sun is down, right? Nighttime, black metal and doom, that'd be awesome. So. We're really
1: excited that yeah, done, this will be our first first show there. So,
0: have you done outdoor it's, shows before? Like, is that is that something that you you've uh, done a lot of?
1: Yeah, well, not a lot of, but we've played outdoors at a few festivals. Yeah. Um, but this, yeah, this is going to be our first time at Blue Note Park in in Winnipeg, and I th- I don't know, I, I'm excited. Like, it seems like it's going to be a good show.